Welcome to Shirt Factory Center Stage, a podcast recorded at the newest century-old hotspot, the Littit Shirt Factory. Join in as the relentlessly curious co-hosts Jim Hoffer and Kim Schaller shine a spotlight on the talented performers who will entertain and energize audiences from this very stage. It's quirky. It's fun. It's a behind-the-scenes listen that you won't want to miss. And now, here's Shirt Factory Center Stage. Hey there, Kim. Hey, what's going on, Jim? Oh, so much is going on. It really is. I mean, the summer is just rolling by. What we're closing in on the end of August. I know. Yeah, I that depresses you. I don't talk about that. It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But fall is beautiful here, uh-huh. don't you think? But then comes winter. Oh, but then that's when you go right. somewhere like Florida or something. <laughs> Get out. I mean, I know that's what I do. Just saying. <laughs> but things keep rolling along, and we're we're building up some episodes, kind of learning the process. I mean, this is all we're teaching ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so far, so good almost. How can you say that when your mic is resting on a box of crackers and a paper paper roll? No one needs to know that. The high-tech studio that we're in right now, but that is exactly what we're doing. I actually took a picture of it to share. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, it's like one step forward, two steps back. We kind of had a a setback on one of the episodes. Mm -hmm. We did. You know, we decided we wanted to share that with everybody. It's kind of like how the sausage is made and pull the curtain back. We pull the curtain back. And we did have a situation where we had a, we said, let's do a podcast following a performance. So Barefoot Movement was here and they did an incredible job. Great band. So we said, after it, let's interview them. And we actually had some crowd there and it was just a really great episode. And we were, we were both feeling really pretty good about it until we realized that we had one of our mics wasn't adequately plugged in so we've kind of had to scratch the whole thing so that was kind of heartbreaking why why are you pointing at me i'm not pointing at all and i'm not i'm not pointing this was a no fault issue there was nobody to blame no one to blame no but it was really disappointing because there was actually a a live audience which was really kind of cool because it it gave an energy energy to it yes and i felt bad because we you know the band had driven Early that morning from North Carolina to the venue, the Littit Shirt Factory, they put on this great performance and then we asked them to stay and they were like, you know, clearly they were exhausted, but they did it. They did a great interview and there was no recording. It was a lot of fun. There was no recording. So anyway, but they don't all go like that. We have had some tremendous success, just like our last podcast with Skip and Roy Claire, which we were really, we're thrilled about that. It's been really well received. So what do we have to tell everybody? We have a surprise, don't we? Well, it it was well received. And, you know, we didn't use all of the audio from that interview, which was so good. And we found that there was a really great story that Roy had told us about some rock legends being in town at the same time. And we want to let you listen to that. It's a snippet that we did not use that that we think, uh, you know, if, if you love music and you followed the Claire brothers at all. You're going to love this story. It takes place, the story, just to set it up here, in the mid-70s. And I won't give away the names of the two artists, but two legendary artists were in the town of Lidditz. Claire Brothers, you know, brings them here to rehearse for big tours that they're preparing for. And they don't have enough rehearsal space for both the artists. And they're scrambling to try and, and, and find a space. So these great musicians can practice and perform and 
let's listen to how Roy tells the story. It's a good one. There's an evangelical United Brethren Church on, on uh, Cedar Street that, that we went to. And my mother lived on the corner and the church was close. So we, we bought it and remodeled it into apartments. But the point being is it had a, a thing in the basement, you know, for social room, they called them. Right. We got so busy with Water Street that we had to put Elton in the church basement of our social room. Because who was rehearsing over at Water Street? At that, at that time, probably someone like, yes. Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah, well, I missed all yeah. of that. But yeah, where uh, were can you? you imagine Elton John in the basement of a, a little church in Lynn, no. Pennsylvania? And, and how, how did we get the piano down there? I, when he told me that, I, I said, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. Can you imagine that? No. Right? Yeah. Yes, and Elton John in town, one in the basement of a church, the other in an old factory, rehearsing at the same time. And it's interesting, you, you know, when I was growing up as a teenager, you know, Claire Brothers was really starting to take off. And we all knew about Claire Brothers. And there were a lot of rumors always sort of flying about, you know, there was a Billy Joel sighting down near the Sutter or, or you know, Elton John's in town. He's staying at the Claire's. But rarely did you ever really see any of the artists because Claire Brothers, they had to protect and give these artists their anonymity. Mm -hmm. Because if there was a, a huge hoopla every time one of them came to town, they'd stop coming to town. So, you know, I suspect that Roy had a heavy hand in that. They protected those artists and, you know, there wasn't really a lot of fuss when they came to town. Right. There was, a, I think, respect and also Claire Brothers working in secrecy to protect them. Yeah. It's interesting. That had to be really comfortable for the performers. And I can tell you, I really, and I broached this with Roy and he is, I would say he's warm to it, but I would really like to do a podcast, sort of a story time with Roy. And he is such a great storyteller. And there are a lot of interesting things that I think our listeners would enjoy hearing. So that's, we'll just put that in the back of our little bonnet and see if we can actually pull that off. That'd be so, great. Jim, so just focusing now on center stage, what's coming up on center stage at the Shirt Factory? Who have you got performing? Well, we have the next big act is really the first act that I ever booked, the Talbot Brothers. And you know, because of COVID, I've had to cancel them three times, actually. But I booked them. I was still working as a, an investigative reporter at WABC in New York, you know, and then coming here on weekends to oversee the project in the building of the shirt factory. But at some point, I had heard the Talbot brothers. I heard them in a video on YouTube or something. And I thought, oh, my God, this is my first act. I've got to get these guys from here. So I quickly Google, where are they? Where are they? And I see that they're coming to Asheville, South Carolina, right? North Carolina. I'm sorry. Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I got to go. <laughs> so I buy tickets. I fly down there. I've come to learn that you can just Google and find who their agent is and send them an email and you can book them if they're interested and you make a good offer. But anyway, I, so picture me. Here I am. I hear their act. They're really great. At the end of the act, I approach them. And, you know, I'm giving my pitch. Could you please come to Lidditz? Uh, where is that? I said, well, it's in Pennsylvania, close to Philadelphia. Oh, and do you have any pictures of the venue? Uh, whom else have you had perform right. there? I said, well, it isn't open yet. You know, it's still being built. They really, I think, thought that I was crazy. But in the end, they were like, sure, <laughs> you know, we're coming. And they are coming. They're coming on Friday, September 17th, the Talbot Brothers. 
They are from Portland, Oregon, but they grew up in Nebraska. I think you can sort of hear that, you know, sort of, you know, that what it must have been like to grow up in one of the most remote states in, in our nation, right? The prairie lands, right? The Great Plains. And, you know, their music is really, you know, it's really almost haunting and very heartfelt. We want to take a listen to one of their songs that's in their most recent album called Ghost Talker. This song is called Family. And, um, you know, take a listen to some of these uh, lyrics. Skin as thick as railroad ties. I mean, that's it really paints a picture. They're really, really good. So let's just take a quick listen uh, and then we'll talk about some other events coming. I see the scars that you keep underneath your skin Drawn in like a map of all the places your heart's been The man I am made nothing but holes in a tattered soul Threads of grace, hem of faith They're the strongest stitches sewn And if I'm not the man you bargained for The bright red love you bought me for is gone Will you lie here under star-drowned skies So there you go. Yeah. I mean, believe me, uh, it's going to be worth your time and worth your money. There is a, you know, a $20 per ticket charge and you can get those tickets at Eventbrite. You can also go to our website and click on buy tickets for the event. And the date again. The date again is September 17th. That's a Friday. Showtime is at 7.30. These guys are, you know, they're the real, the real deal. deal. And from or from Portland, I love From it. Portland, Oregon, and, you know, written about in, in both Rolling Stone magazine as well as Billboard. So, yeah, it's it's really good. They're, Great it's, for our area. And who else? What else do we have coming up? We have, I'm really excited about um, about. The act that I have coming on, I know, don't don't make fun of me. I say, if I had a dollar for every time I said every excited, time. October 1st and 2nd. Okay. This act, I'm so impressed by this act. And I found this duo. It is Francois Wyss, who is a flamenco classical guitarist, acoustic guitar. And his percussionist who plays the bongos, uh, Daniel Valdez. And I saw them perform at Café Wa legendary nightclub in Greenwich Village. Oh, I'd say maybe three years ago now. And there again, I was like, this inspires me to get this project in Lidditz, this old brick factory, get that done. Because I want to bring them to Lidditz. I want people in Lancaster County to hear this tremendous music. Like yeah. yeah. And he does a Pink Floyd set and a David Bowie set. Oh, and it is like nothing. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. Yeah. I mean, what would you expect or why would you expect a classical guitarist to be doing Pink Floyd? Yeah. Well, so tell me, you saw them and loved them and then you couldn't find them. I couldn't. No. And there again, too, I was there and I had approached them and I was telling they really they were just like, well, you know, when you finish with the project, look us up because right. they were like, otherwise, don't waste my time. Yeah. But I did finally find them about uh, earlier this summer. I found the percussionist, uh, 
Daniel Valdez, and uh, he was really into it. And I sent him pictures of the venue, uh, the shirt factory, and they were like, yeah, yeah, this sounds interesting. And and they also, they're the ones who suggested doing two nights. Are they going to do two, one night of Bowie and one night of Pink Floyd? No, or, okay. no. All right. Each night they're going to do a set of Floyd, take a, you know, take an intermission, come back and do the Bowie. And they're going to do it each night. Um, this will also be a ticketed event. Uh, they're not on sale yet, but they have played at B.B. Uh, King's in Manhattan, Cafe Wa. This is really a unique act. And I, I'm going to be, well, I just cannot right. wait to introduce them. But we to- can't actually play a clip right now, can we? No, we can't. Another one of the things we're learning about doing podcasts. Yeah, there's royalties. Music. But we really encourage you to go online, Google them, and listen. Or YouTube them, and you can hear all kinds of their music. Yeah, Francois, Francois. W-I-S-S, and Google Pink Floyd. Okay. And I guarantee you, if if you're a Pink Floyd fan or a fan of of just great guitar playing, um, you're going to want to come to this event. Right. Nice. It's special. Yeah. Okay. Now here, I think it's a really good, these are two deeply personal music acts that you have booked. I mean, because I think the audience would love to have you share. What is your philosophy on booking? We've had a series of sort of folk music and I don't want the venue to turn into a folk venue. And oh, I did know you notice? You. <laughs> did you notice? I did. And so I just think it's really important for you to set the record straight and just really let everybody know what your overall philosophy is for booking. Well, look, I, I really, really want to have diversity at that venue, the Shirt Factory. I mean, I really do. And I've been trying. It's not that easy, particularly right now. I do know that in the future we have a rhythm and blues uh, sort of funk soul act that is coming later in the fall. And uh, I also uh, uh, trying to get some fusion jazz in into the shirt factory. I mean, I, I really wanted to run, the, you know, the gambit from, you know, rock and ro- roll to Zydeco to Americana to to jazz. Right. I'm and you've looking had some cancellations because of COVID, have had- which has kind of wreaked havoc on that vision of yours. And also... You're very focused on not presenting acts that people can see in other places in the area. Yeah, you know, I try to be conscious of that. I mean, I want things that are acts that are memorable and that are different from what you can get at other locations. Now, that's hard to do, particularly when your competition, it's not even my competition, they're so far ahead of me, TELUS 360 in downtown Lancaster. I mean, they have live music seven days a week. It's one of my favorite places to go to hear live music. I mean, they really are good. And believe me, I am trying not to poach from them or from others nearby. I want to bring in different acts. So, you know, so that there is a variety and a diversity for, for right. everyone. And they and don't. not only music, right? I mean, you're open to oh, other things. Comedy. I would, I would love to have comedy. You know, any good comedians, please contact us. <laughs> You're pretty funny. You're funny, Kim. How about a little stand-up comedy? Yeah, I'll (laughs) do some jokes. Yeah. We have a joke about you later on. We'll share it with everyone. But uh, Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, and also speakers. I mean, I want to, you know, sort of have, I don't want to say TED Talks, but it would be great Mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has, you know, something to say. Yeah. (laughs) And they want to say it to, you know, a live audience. Right. And it just brings your focus of making it be a community venue. And I think in the winter when 
know, there's just so much going on right now, but I think getting some interesting speakers in there would also be great. So I love it. I think that's great. So good. So we've got a couple of musical acts coming up. So just keep, stay tuned to the website and, and Instagram and Facebook, because that's how people can stay up to date on who's coming and when. Okay. Right. com and LittitsShirtFactory on Instagram too. Hey, let's transition. Let's talk about summer highlights. So what do you say one of your summer highlights has been? <laughs> no. Yeah, Listen. I'll tell you what yours is if you're not going to say it. All right. What about the triathlon? What about the it? The Lidditz triathlon that you ran last weekend. Oh. Oh, you came in yeah. first in your age oh, group. Come on, oh, come my on. God. It was first in the age group, which well, I found to be very impressive. <laughs> No, I thought it was great. 30 to 40. No, age. no. See, yeah. In the, what were, where's your category? 60 to 69, right? <laughs> you did possible? extremely well. Well, listen, I'm so impressed. Beginner's that, luck. Honestly. And, uh, you know, a shout out to Ned Pelger, who was kind of my coach. First of all, he was the one who kind of encouraged me to do it because I never did it. And you did. Try. And who? No, no, no we're not don't going even to go there. Hey, but also Joe Lee. I mean, pretty impressed with Jolie as yeah, well. So, yeah. I mean, the top three in your category are all people that we yeah. know. I, I love that. I'm glad it's I'm not. Impressed. I'm glad hey, it's over. You know what? I love that you actually give a shit about your health. You take good care of yourself. And I think doing something like that. So next year, your goal is to break that time? Next year. Oh, I'm retiring. <laughs> so there won't be another one. No. Okay. Hey, and you, I, I hear that you, your highlight, you actually went to an Alicia Keys. Oh, you're such an ass. No, no, Alicia Keys. We do not. But listen, you went all the way to Atlantic City. And this was just last week, right? This was last week. And you got there a little early, didn't you? (laughs) What happened? Here is the story. My dear friend Jacqueline invited me to go see Alicia Keys in Atlantic City at Hard Rock. I love Alicia Keys. I was so excited. So I went to Ocean City, hung out with her a little bit, and we drove to Atlantic City. Wow. And we pull on property and we valet our car because we're two big girls going to a, a yeah. concert. I bet you were all decked. Alicia Keys. All decked out, right? We were all decked out. So we, the valet parks our car and we go to this amazing Asian restaurant in the, oh. in the casino for sushi. You guys are we, rocking we it. Are, we get our fun tequila drinks mm-hmm. and. We noticed there was like no signage on property for Alicia Keys, but we did see a sign for Blues Traveler. But we thought, oh, that's just, it's just an oversight. She's sold out. And so the waiter comes over and I say, I cannot wait to see Alicia Keys. And he kind of looks at both of us and he goes, oh, well, where is she performing? And we looked at him with a lot of indignance. We're like, well, here, silly. And he said, no, it's Blues Traveler tonight. So Jacqueline picks up her phone. And looks at me and says, oh, my God, it's August 6th of 2022. So we were there to see Alicia a year early. How does that happen? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. We ended up having fun. She won $195 on the slot. So that's the end of that story. So let's move on. No, 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 no. Let me. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, I thought oh, you should no. hear a little. A yeah. little Alicia Keys. Oh, my God. I listened to it on the way to all the way to Ocean City. Yeah. I came into her home and she had it playing on her. You knuckleheads. Sarah, I know. Seriously. I know. So you also Good story, went to Rock Island. We went I did. to Michigan. The first time never been to Lake Michigan to Saugatuck, which was awesome. Yeah. It's been a really fun summer. I mean, it I has can't. been a fun summer. I love going back to places that you know i haven't been to in a while but that i really treasure and enjoy going to and that is block island 
it's, you know, I, I, they don't want to tell too many people about it because I don't want it. <laughs> but the crowds are already there. It doesn't matter. Right. Beautiful, beautiful island off the coast of Rhode Island. Yeah. And a uh, little difficult to get to. It is worth the effort. It's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Good for it you. It really is. And Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. I've never been to Lake I Michigan. I know. I, it was really a great It trip. was great. It was yeah. with our great to the, friends from here. So we Yeah, the it. Saugatuck area. Yeah, Saugatuck. Great galleries, great shopping, and really outstanding food. And it's just beautiful. So those were great trips. But you took a really interesting trip just this week, which I... I can't even believe we're coming upon the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, I know. I cannot believe it. So tell us about you heading back into the city. Well, I went back to, you know, New York. It's where I lived for over 20 years. And I went back to where I worked at WABC because they are uh, producing for Hulu a documentary on the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. The focus of this documentary is the... Eyewitness News, Channel 7, where I worked, the reporter coverage on that day. And they are putting together a series of interviews with the various reporters, including myself. And that's why I went there to be interviewed for this. And, um, you know, it was it was interesting because it, it made me, for the first time, really, really kind of think about that day. Not that I hadn't in the past, but to be asked sort of poignant questions right. by someone. Reflect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was okay because it was, uh, you know, hands down the worst day. I was there along with other colleagues. We actually lost a colleague. He was an engineer who had, uh, as soon as the plane hit, uh, he raced up to the top of the, uh, the tower. The North Tower was the first one. That's where we had our TV antenna. And he raced up to that tower to fix it, to try and make sure we stayed on the air. And uh, he, that was it. He was never able to come to make it. He didn't survive. But there was no other loss of life from Channel 7. Uh, There were some close calls. Most of the reporters, including myself, as soon as we heard that a plane had hit the towers, we were all dispatched to there. And we ran down there, not really knowing what was going on. We thought it was a a small plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, when the second plane hit, we knew, no. They're using big jets as missiles. And it was just the most sort of surreal day in my life. Everything was in slow motion. Uh, but not to get too heavy about no. it. It's going to air, yeah, it's gonna it's ha- gonna air, air on uh, Hulu. And uh, like you said, it's hard to believe that it's been 20 years. And to conclude, I have to say, you know, as I was driving into New York, you know, the whole skyline has changed. But what I still cannot wrap my head around is that those two iconic buildings, the Twin Towers, are gone. They're just gone. I can never really, I don't just come to that realization. It's just hard to wrap your head around. I think that our summers, you know, you can have amazing travel experiences. And that was one you really needed to do. And I'm glad you're back. And I'll look forward to seeing the... Yeah, no, it's always always fun to go to New York City. And I I had seen, uh, you know, colleagues that I haven't seen in a long time. So that was really, really great. Yeah. So this episode was just really a lot of miscellaneous topics that we wanted to cover. So I think the last thing we just want to make sure we bring up is is our next actual podcast, um, which again, we're going to try to do something oh, different. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to do? If first you don't succeed. I'd- right? So we're going all in this time. 
And we invite you, anyone who's who's listening to this podcast, we are going to do a live podcast at the Shirt Factory Center Stage Tuesday, the 24th of August at 7 p.m. And we're going to have a special guest. And it is Rich Ruoff. And he is the director of the Lancaster Roots and Blues Festival, which is coming up October 15th, 16th, and 17th. You might also recognize the name. He is the founder and operator of the Chameleon mm, Club. That's how I'm familiar with Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, y- right. you know, for decades, I think since 1988, I believe, or maybe even earlier, has been the sort of the center of the music vibe in Lancaster and central Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And he is the real deal. I mean, this guy knows how to book. Right. Right. No, no question. Yeah. He doesn't fly off a thousand miles away to try and meet with the musicians and book them. That's that would be novices like that. Interesting life story as well. He's He's got an incredible life story and and uh, he has graciously agreed to sit down with us and and we're gonna do it live and we're gonna allow the audience to ask rich questions. This Lancaster Roots and Blues Festival, he has been the director of it for decades. And it's become one of the uh, premier music festivals in the nation. And I think this year, you know, last year it was canceled because of COVID. This year they're moving forward. And um, it's three days of music, eight venues, 70 plus artists. Incredible. Right. So it's really an incredible endeavor. And he does it really, really well. And we're going to ask him, you know, who are some of the acts that are going to perform there? And it'll be a lot of fun. So. Please come. Center stage. Yes, please come. Yeah, please Please come. Come Come on in. Second floor, center stage. And look at two pros, really. Watch the pros at work. (laughs) Oh, my God. And come with questions, please. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I'll make sure that, uh, you know, the mics are on this. Yes, the mics. (laughs) Make sure the mics are on and we have the right date and the right year. Yeah. So what else? Anything else? Nothing. Nothing at all. We covered a lot. You did we, cover a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah. So. You're chatty. You you really know. You can talk, can't you? Huh? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So listen, does this mean you'll have a front row seat at Alicia I don't Keys think concert? So. No. I think our tickets. Well, you were the first one there. Shut up. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, Jim. Yeah. Bye, Kim. See ya. And while you're thinking about it, go to where you get your podcasts and subscribe and give us a review. Visit our website, LidditzShirtFactory.com. Join our mailing list and you will get updates, event info, and lots of cool stuff. Follow us on our social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at Lidditz Shirt Factory. And don't forget, come have a beer and a bite to eat here at Collusion. 5 Juniper Lane, Lidditz Shirt Factory, seven days a week.